To get rid of those pesky ads, request stories, listen to unlisted and bonus episodes, and to chat with the gang, support us by clicking the description link. I can't believe that August is almost over. Which means September is next, right? Yes. Which Fuck it September. worries me that you have to ask that question, I'll be honest. I just want October to come. I am doing so many freaking Halloween episodes this year. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to have I've a Halloween party this year. Already got a mapped out. And not only that, I'm doing a whole ghoul theme and I'm going to get that podcast out. We're going to do Ed Gein until y'all are sick of it. You are about to make mm. Natasha's day because she has been dying <laughs> for you to do that one. I mean, I have too. I loved the music that yeah. you put in that. That was mm-hmm. like just such great. Well, yeah, I know. Excellent. But I'm going to do it. So, and I'm going to do a shit ton of research. I already know the story front and back, but I'm going to have a couple episodes and then launch it. And I don't know. I was thinking about doing shirts or something like too ghoul for school. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. Are you going to do the, uh, like the, the hat Yeah, I was image? thinking, I was thinking like the, the hat, his hat, and then saying that. that yeah. yeah. I love that. So, yep. What's up, everyone? Uh, welcome to the Talk Mermaid Podcast. My name is John. I'm sitting here with Jen and Nicole. Tonight, I got a lovely, lovely story for you guys. And also, if you want to continue watching this after this episode, be sure to support us. Patreon.com slash Talk Murder. We're doing another story after this. And no one on the planet has covered this story. And if you're in London, you'll absolutely love this story and you'll wonder why you never heard it. But it's... Oh, Alex is on today, I see. So is Lauren. <laughs> but yes, uh, the next episode is really good. This episode is really good. This episode may be two parts. I don't know. It's kind of right on the cusp. I'm going to kind of see how it is. And if it is two parts, we'll just continue on for the next episode for our Supremos. But you can uh, find that at patreon.com slash talkmurder. Also, if you like this, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Among the Dirt and Trees. Our lovely friend, Brienne in Colorado, she is doing a wonderful job. She covers crimes that happen out in nature. And I love that podcast. I absolutely love it. I produce it for her. So check that out, Among the Dirt and Trees, on any podcasting app. So that's all I got. Lauren says, I'm going to have to take you guys on a Prosecco run. Does that mean we have to run? Are we going with you? I like it. Do we? Do I need to run somewhere? Because I mean, I'll, I'll drink the Prosecco, but I don't want to run anywhere. We have Prosecco here if you want to start drinking that. Mm, maybe after I finish my two beers, you know. There you go. Um, Well, before we get started on anything else, I do want to be sure to welcome all of our newest Supremos and Patreon members. So we have Carrie, Shauna, Emily, and Karen. Hello, everyone. Welcome, everyone. Kara, Shauna, Emily, and Karen. Carrie. Oh, Carrie. Like from Sex in the City. Shauna. Or like Carrie. You got it. Grant. Emily and Karen. Karen K or C? K. K. Karen. Okay. That's one of the victims tonight. Oh, that's fucked up. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Glad you're on <laughs> Patreon with Thank us. Thank you guys so much for, for uh, supporting us, guys. It really, really means a lot. Well, I did recreate, I know you said last time my, my list of uh, surprise shot lists uh, had disappeared. So I recreated that today. 
So um, I'm going in order of who has joined us as a Supremo going like furthest back back first that we're still playing catch up for quite a bit. So this one is for Serena. Hey, Serena. I did not see a specific request from Serena, so I picked one out for you. Nice. Oh, that's my cue. That's your cue. I I got kind of confused because last week, you know, I felt really bad for John. I felt like John didn't know what to do with himself that whole entire (laughs) time all right surprise shots surprise shots we don't know what they are because they're a surprise all right Y'all, I got some drumsticks from Goodwill last week when we went to Goodwill after, mm-hmm. and I haven't used them yet because I've been busy, but I'm excited to. Are you going to use them on your bongos? No, you don't use drumsticks on bongos. I know, but do you have a drum kit? No, that's on my that's on my want wish list. Okay, I was like, what do you mean you what can't you wait to drum? use them? I don't know, like my legs. <laughs> that, that'll hurt, right? <laughs> Whatever, I don't know. I need a drum kit. Someone sponsor me. Cheers. 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 It'd be like Angel from Rent. That was good. It tasted oh. like a sweet tart or a smarty. It was a smarty, not a sweet tart. <coughs> Jesus, Lord. Well, Ugh. that was Crazy Chuck's Purple Moonshine. I do love <laughs> Crazy, Crazy Chuck's Chuck. Purple Moonshine. <laughs> Purple Jesus. <clears throat> Purple Jesus. Moonshiner. I mean, and we are almost done with this, so I think we should try to finish this one up today. Is anybody out there living in Illinois? My mom's from Illinois. Is she? Yeah. I thought she was from Boston. No, she's from Chicago, but I'm from, my dad's from Boston. I'm from Massachusetts. Hmm. Lauren says that is his home state. Megan says yes. Oh, Megan's from there. There you go. Has anybody been to Starved Rock? Let me uh, take you guys there on this I'm mystical like journey. I'm picturing a very skinny, thin rock. I'm thinking of Starved Pride Rock, rock. <laughs> post-drought and fires. There you go. So this is Starved Rock State Park right here. This is where we're going to tonight. And if you live in Illinois, you know this story. And you may, I don't know if you know or not, but it does have some recent news. It's got a lot of history behind this. And I'm not going to go over the history, but at first the the Indians were there. And then the Spaniards came, slaughtered the Indians. They actually like pushed them against this one huge rock called the Starved Rock and kept them there until they, they died from starvation. Oh, and oh then, God, that's awful. Yeah, I mean, this is... <laughs> It's got a lot of history, but it's a whole park. This is the park. Yeah. So this wooden trail right here. And then along this park, there comes to be a bridge. But you see here that there's a lot of wilderness in this park. Well, yes. So what? (laughs) It's a state park. Yes, it is wilderness. I know. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm not going to get into the history of this park, but... There's been a lot of wars here because it's so high elevation that it's a good camp out place to look for uh, incoming enemies or whatever. So the Indians were there at one point. The Spaniards came and then the uh, Europeans, white people came and we spread it our religion everywhere type of thing and bless the rock. You know how we do. So that's basically the. <laughs> do you know how we do. I mean, I don't. Do you? Do you? I mean, do? unfortunately, we are descendants of. So that, in a nutshell, is basically the history of that rock. But let me show you a, an actual picture of the. I mean, it's kind of it's a beautiful place. Like, look at this. You see a bunch of uh oh waterfalls, waterfalls, and, and Ooh, natural. That, look at that. That green. Nope. Beautiful. Nope. Left. Oh, this. Nope. Nope. Up. This. Up. 
right down. Yes, that. Oh, okay, there. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it does snow here quite a bit, and you see... Is that a fro- That's the waterfall, but frozen? Yeah. Oh, cool. Whoa. So you see... Um, is that a Great Dane? No, I think that's like a Greyhound. Oh. I didn't know that waterfalls could freeze like that. I thought that since it's flowing water that it wouldn't freeze. Th- I don't know if that's that makes wild. any sense. That actually makes no sense at all, no. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the ocean doesn't freeze. So this is only about yes, an hour, does. hour and a half. What do you think icebergs from... are? <laughs> well, there's not a whole lot left. <laughs> so the, the, the earth is... Right, thanks for listening to that murder to me. <laughs> the earth is getting very hot. And so there's not a whole lot. Of those. Uh, if you, okay, I'm just going to stop. Anyway, no, Megan... No, on it's the, fine. Megan, it's not like I have a master's degree or anything. <laughs> Megan on the live chat is about an hour, hour and a half away from here. Uh, Megan, do you know this story? If you don't, I'd be very surprised. Shram said, seriously, what are icebergs? Oh. But that's because you <laughs> she know, lives in like, like Texas, there's right? There's like none anymore. She lives in Texas, right? Shram's in California. I oh, California. I may be wrong. Am I wrong, Shram? <laughs> do they even exist? Not anymore. Tonight, we're going to March 14th, 1960. This is okay. an, an oldie. All right. And as I just said, it has some recent news. Recent news as far as 2020 Mm. and as far as August 1st, 2022. Wow. So. Okay. And I don't think a lot of people have done this case. Megan vaguely knows this case. Really? She doesn't remember all the details. Megan, so she's in. She lives only an an hour hour away. away. Have you even seen. The recent updates about all this, Megan. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm asking you. You're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me channel Megan's spirit real quick. <laughs> we are them embodied. We are the people. Will you please ask we Megan? We the people. <laughs> all right, we're going to March 14th, 1960, 10 a.m. in the morning. These three ladies right here. Can you describe uh, these ladies for us? Somebody. Grandma, mom, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. granddaughter. Oh yeah, is it generations? Um, like, is it all the same family? No, that oh. no. You you really you think they? I don't know. They kinda... yeah. I mean, I guess I wouldn't know either. These are three women right here. They're all about the same age. There's one forty-seven year old and two fifty year olds. One of them is a grandmother, yes. The, the other two are just mothers. And I'm going to go over exactly who everyone is here in a second. But those women are who we're talking about tonight. That's, that is a Miss Frances Murphy, Miss Mildred Lindquist, and Miss Lillian Oetting. So from left to right, you have Frances Murphy, then Mildred Lindquist, and then Lillian Oetting. So these are all God-fearing Christian-going, very nice, socialite women from Riverside, Illinois. I don't know if you can tell because this is black and white, but they are considered to be pretty wealthy. Wealthy in the fact that their husbands are, you know, vice presidents or something like of that. They're not like billionaires, but they have very nice homes in a very nice part of Illinois. Okay. Well, they're upper class. Upper class, Yeah. At 10 a.m. on March 14th, 1960, these three ladies 
three mothers, two grandmothers. They leave their large estates in their Riverside, Illinois home, and they go to Starved Rock, which is, you know, only an hour and a half away. They're going there because they all have this one love of outdoor hiking, and the best place to do it ever is at Starved Rock. Now, do they know each other, or they just happen to be hiking on the same day? No, yeah, they do know each other, so they all ride together. Oh, okay. They're all in the same church. They're they're best friends. Okay. These are the best friends. Okay. They check into Starved Rock Lodge at 12.28 p.m. So let me go back. I want to show you right quick the uh, the lodge here. So as you see, this is a... Uh this is the lodge here. It's a huge building. Wow. So it's like a kind of like a nature retreat type. Yeah, thing. there's so there's a bunch of trails in here, a bunch. There's a huge lodge. This is it right here. Oh, I'm sure this is like a very nice hotel. Yeah. Place. So we don't have any of these in where I'm from, but No, not in South Carolina. But yeah, so it's a big There's a lot like in up in like Vermont, you know. Mm-hmm. New England, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you see there's there's all kinds of trails. I don't exactly know what their plan was just to to hike one or two trails or, or what I will say that one of the ladies brought a camera with her and we and she did take some pictures of the the you know the park and the trails and stuff like that so they check into the starved rock lodge at 12:28 they decide to go for a small hike before dinner so they just got there their bags they just throw them in the room and then they're like you know it's such a beautiful day and this is march so it's i mean th- there is snow on the ground at this point okay even though it's March. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, so I don't know. I've never been to Illinois. I well, guess it's I so that cold. It's cold. In the like in Massachusetts, you might get a blizzard in April, you know? Yeah. At 1228, they check in. They throw their bags in their room, and they walk back out to the lodge. And they weren't initially going to go for a hike, but, oh, my God, the sun is out, and that, that smell of nature. Ah. <sighs> Oh my God, it's the perfect day. Let's just go for a little walk before dinner. And they all agreed with that. So they hiked down the St. Louis Trail, which is one of many in Starved Rock. And they actually travel an hour. They walk an hour before turning around. Let me go ahead and, and tell you what the book we're reading tonight. The, I'm going to send this to Shramarama, but this is The Starved Rock Murders. And it, you're sending her the book that accompanies something related to this? Yeah, it's like a oh two for Oh, okay. That that I can we I think is fair. You're you're combining the book plus the forbidden item. Forbidden. Forbidden. These books like this are rare because you won't find them on Kindle or any ebook, and they don't print them anymore. So this is a very rare book. You can buy it if you find one available for fifty to eighty bucks, probably. Wow, where'd <clears throat> you find it? Um, in the trash. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so so the cursed <laughs> object is for from this story, and also it's signed by the author. Whoa! Wow! wow. Damn, Shram, you're getting a good one. <laughs> His name is Steve Stout. It says, "Best wishes, Steve Stout." When I got it, it was brand new, but obviously I, you know, did research in it. So I don't know. Let me know if you want me to erase all my notes in it. I I usually like Kindle books. I'm not going to lie because I can just easily transfer notes straight to the computer. But with this one, I I had to write in it. So just, you know, I'll send this to you. Photographing the icy panorama, the woman turned to leave and hiked into a horror that shocked the state and the nation. A horror that would ultimately consume thousands of detective man hours and affect law enforcement agencies across Illinois for years. 
gmail.com. What Nicole just read is these three women. I'm going to tell you more about them as far as who they are. But they walk down St. Louis Trail in Starved Rock. They walk about an hour. They're taking pictures. And all of a sudden, as Nicole read, they they meet a horror. What was it like a horror that something, whatever she read. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> We're going to get through what they saw here in a second. Miss Frances Murphy, 47. Her husband is the vice president of a very large company. It was an oil and gas company, I believe. She has a passion for many things. Two of those passions include church, which they all shared this same passion. They were church-going, God-fearing women. They were very philanthropic women as well, and they were highly praised. These are upper class. There are three of them. If something happens to them, you better damn believe that there is going to be a large search, and the police are going to find the killer. End of story. She also has a passion for gardening. She loves flowers and all that stuff. She has three daughters and one son. Miss Lillian Oetting, she was huge into Shakespearean plays. She was actually supposed to play the lead dialogue a week after they they left for Starved Rock. She loved the plays. She has one son and two daughters. Mm. Miss Mildred Lindquist served on the school board and was president of the Women's Association at her Riverside Church. Her husband is the vice president of a large bank. And and like I said earlier, they all share a love for hiking in the outdoors. They do this all the time. They always go hiking. They've been to Starved Rock plenty, plenty of times. That was a Monday when they get there. They leave their home, check in 1228 on the Monday. Before dinner, as I said, they go hike. And when they're coming back, that's when Nicole read they see a horror and they encounter a horror. Tuesday comes. The husbands start calling. Horror. Yeah. I I, I didn't want to say it. What did I say? The second time, the second time it kind of sounded like they saw a horror. (laughs) They saw a horror. That's that's what it sounded like, but it's okay. Uh, I'm thinking about my Friday night. Uh, they heard it too. Lauren was like, "Was anyone? Did anyone else hear it?" What did I say? I, it sounded I, like horror. It's I did not. Horror. horror. You just you didn't enunciate the horror. 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 Cement. And and Natasha's still at the store, and her AirPods oh died, so they can <laughs> everyone in the grocery store can hear us saying horror, horror, horror. <laughs> Uh, well, not like we're yelling like harder continuously. All right, come on, you horrors! <laughs> <laughs> if we had a band, that's what it John would name it: John and the Horrors. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Horror, horror. Yeah, Shit, second time. Have I been saying that the Kinda. whole time? Yeah. You haven't. I was, that, last, was saying. that last time it was it sat, really sounded like horror. So I, I you never that. told me. I literally interviewed a horror writer, and the well, whole did time you call him a horror. <laughs> Probably Ooh, you horror. Uh, so when did you uh, get into horror? <laughs> well, I guess does it cost a lot to get into horror? Well, I guess when I turned eighteen. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, oh my God. awesome. I heard you like horror films, <laughs> Randy said. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> it was good. All right. 
All right, Tuesday comes and the husbands start calling. They get a bit worried because they were supposed to get calls from their wives that night. And there were phones, landline phones in the room. But, you know, I mean, the wives are 50, the husband's 50, 60 or whatever. They understand that the wives are all together. They're hiking. You know, they probably had some wine or whatever women do. So they're probably they're probably fine. But just in case one of the husbands call the front desk Tuesday morning, the receptionist there says that, yes, she's actually seen the women this morning just leaving breakfast. OK, all is good. They're there. Yeah, they're there. Not only that, the receptionist says, we'll get the uh, we'll get your wife to call you back. We'll give her the message. And then probably about to this evening, she'll call back. Completely fine. Story's over, right? Wrong. Tuesday evening comes and now the husbands are getting really worried because the wives still have not called. And there's a huge snowstorm coming into town over starved rocks. Six inches of snow is going to fall. It's going to cover everything. If they're out in the wilderness and it, it could be catastrophic it turns out the receptionist was wrong she didn't see him that morning oh it was someone else it was someone else or you know whatever or maybe she was in on it in on what <laughs> i don't know i mean say what happened the whore. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we request mature audiences only because clearly we are <laughs> we are not. The next morning, Mr. Oetting, he's actually friends with the Chicago Crime Commissioner, which is a big thing. He right. calls him he calls him directly in the phone and says, Our wives have been missing at Starved Rock since Monday. The receptionist was wrong. She hasn't seen him. It is now Wednesday, and the storm has already gone through Starved Rock. They may be out there in dire need. At the entrance to the canyon, the long procession began to wind single file along the path broken earlier by the Youth Commission group. The trail led over several hills, followed by the bed of a small stream where the snow-covered water was almost knee-deep, then cut along the side of another steep hill for 100 yards. It dropped down to the floor of the canyon, crossed a small stream, then threaded along beside the rivulet of a, for a block or more. Those at the front of the procession rounded a curve in the trail near the dead end of the canyon and halted abruptly. They are sprawled grotesquely on the floor of a small cave just south of the trail lay three battered forms. The cave was in a rock wall at the top of the small incline. Its floor was at eye level from the trail. As you rounded the curve, its grisly sight hit you with the force of a physical blow. All three women lay on their backs, their lower clothing torn away. Two lay side by side, their heads facing south. The third body lay about an arm's length away, the head in the opposite direction. The heads were covered with blood and their exposed limbs were were bruised. Oh. This photo right here here is where the the bodies were found so as nicole read there were three women the the three women we talked about they were they were lined up their bodies were lying inside this cave right here as Mm -hmm. i'm showing you so there's a lot of these little caves along this rock this is starved rock here it's a huge huge rock basically like a mountain right with a cave in there with with many caves and inside this one cave here they found the three bodies (sighs) 
of these three old women. After that one cave story, what was that one putty. called? The Nutty Putty. <clears throat> nutty Putty. I got a Nutty nope. Pumpkin today at Dunkin'. I usually don't I get... It was good. I usually don't get pumpkin coffee before September. I accidentally did last week, but... Accidentally. Well, my sister and I went... When I was dropping her off at the airport, We got she got blueberry the day before, and she goes, do you want the same thing as yesterday? I said, get me whatever you're getting, and then I drank it, and I was like, this is pumpkin. She goes, yeah. I was like, I thought you were getting the blueberry thing. She said, no. I said, well, now you've made me break my pumpkin fast. You know what I really love? I I love Dunkin' Donuts, especially when someone buys it for themselves and they're coming to someone's house and then they also bring Dunkin' Donuts for the other two people at the house. Don't you just love that? Why are you flipping me off? Are you didn't getting Dunkin'? No, because <laughs> you're not drinking coffee anymore, first of all. Oh, that's true. Second of all, every time I ask you guys if you want anything, you say no. But you still got to ask. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple things found. Number one, it was everything that the women took with them, including the binoculars. And we're going to talk about these because this was actually used on the killer. And so we'll talk about that later as self-defense. I meant also found. Oh, they used it against the killer? Yeah. Also found was this camera. And I, I just pulled a, a stock photo of, I mean, I have the black and white version, but I wanted you to see like the actual model. This is an Argus C3. Now we didn't have these cameras growing up but i do remember my parents had one or maybe my grandma had one and the thing about these cameras back in the day is you had to actually wind them up do you guys do you guys have you ever used one of those uh like the disposable cameras no 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 not disposable no i haven't used one of these but i'm pretty sure i made more of like the twisted sound from the boppet machine than what you just made them. so anyway when you wind them up the reason you wind them up is because you have the 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 film the uh the actual film in the camera and and if you don't wind it all the way, you can double or triple expose the camera film. Okay. Right. And it's very important. So this is one of those cameras. If you don't know how to work them, then you may end up messing up the photos and overexposing them because you don't wind them far enough. They also found this at the crime scene. Can you describe what this is? A um, log. Yeah, like a, a murder a branch. weapon. Is there blood on it? It does look like blood's on it. Now, I didn't hear when Nicole was reading, were they, was there blood on the snow or was the snow covering up the bodies? No. Yeah. We're going to get to the scene. There was a, there was, there was a lot of blood and the, the scene was extremely gruesome. The thing about this log right here, guys, is if you hit someone in the face with this, which they were hit a lot in the face. That's a large... <clears throat> As we're going to talk about, they were hit. All three women were battered. Multiple hits. 30 each. 30 each. With this log. But the thing about it is this log is, if you swing it with that much force, it a, it'll break. This log is, it's not sturdy enough. So I want you guys to think, how is this the murder weapon? If you if you hit someone with that, that's the log that I could step on and it'd break in half. Thinking about I don't think so. <laughs> that's a pretty big limb. Yeah. Is she thick? Yeah, but it will break at the end if you batter someone in the face with it over and over the kind of wood there or something is is not it's like rotted yeah it's rotted is it hollow basically it's hollow yeah it's it's very it splinters very easy and the reason they know that is because those splinters ended up in the faces which we're going to talk about in a second if anyone wants to take a guess about how that log would be the murder weapon when it would easily break i'll give you a point if you can get it right. It was frozen. Huh? It was. You said there was a snowstorm. It was frozen. That's a good guess. Did you get a point? Yeah, I got one right here for you. <laughs> point. Ooh. Wow. 
It's a special. As the new snow was swept away, much of the cold snow, old snow underneath was discovered to be blood soaked. Mm. This led to the speculation that the woman had been raped and bludgeoned to death out in the canyon before they were dragged half naked into the enclosure. Mm. So that scene was like not in the cave. They weren't murdered in the cave. They exactly. They were yeah. dragged. To they the were cave. they were dragged in the cave. All three bodies had massive wounds. Massive wounds. The cause of death was on all three victims. They were bludgeoned with this log. All three had brain lacerations and compound fractures mm. to the face and skull. You know what a compound fracture is, right? It's where the bone sticks out of the skin. Uh, I was thinking of concave, but yes, compound. So let me say that again. The cause of death was brain lacerations, which was probably done by the skull cutting the brain, and compound fractures of the skull. The skull was sticking out of the the skin in multiple places. The face was also completely fractured on each woman. Now, the cause of death was a combo of brain lacerations and compound fractures of the skull and face. There were ripped clothing in each one of them's mouth. What do you think that would be for? Ripped clothing in each of their mouths? Oh, a gag. To keep them quiet. Yeah, a gag. They were all lined up. They were left for dead by the killer. All the wounds suffered was directly to the face because there's one killer with one log with three women. And as you'll see, this killer is kind of scrawny. Mm. So he has to hit only the face because if you hit in the chest with all that clothing on, it's not going to do anything. All of the the strikes were to the face, okay? I'm wondering if there's one killer and there are three women, how they didn't overpower him. Did he, like, were they hiking and he just took them one by one and then dragged them all to the cave? Because if they all were there at once, wouldn't you think that they would be able to do something? They well, were older, weren't they? 50 years old? Oh. Shit. I mean, 50 years old and there's three of them? But if there's yeah. three women, like... Like, yeah. Even if you're not the strongest, your body mass outweighs that of one man. We're going to talk about exactly how this killer did it on the next episode. This will be two parts. Yeah. We'll talk about that on the next episode, the part two. But he walks us through exactly how he did it. Because that's a good point. They're upper class women, too. They have purses on them. They have those heavy binoculars. And they use them. But how he overpowered them, he has to tell us. And we're going to read his confession confession coming up hmm. all their hands were tied not only that their ankles were tied oh they were all lined up they were left for dead the pathologist surmised that it took up to eight hours for each one of these women to die because they just have the fractures on the face and their brain is bashed in yada 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 their heart still pumping but the eight hours of suffering there in that immense pain and cold they have to wait till the their lungs filled up with blood before they could die. Mm. So eight hours, eight hours, up to eight hours of being completely battered before they could finally die. And that was only when their lungs filled up with blood. Wood chips were found in all three of the faces of the women. Mm. And they were only hit in the face with that log. Wood big wood chips, splinters. When reading the autopsy in the court, when they found this killer, women under 18 had to leave and men under 21 had to leave because it was too gruesome. Mm. 
which <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were going to bring a patriarchy thing in there. The upper jaws were fractured. On one of them, the left eyeball was completely ruptured. The skin was completely scraped off. Once the killer was caught and in the courtroom, the jurors were forced to look at the photos of the decedents and the attorney in an emotional outburst. He couldn't control himself and to the prosecuting attorney screamed out that these women quote looked like raw hamburger oh so imagine what the face looks like i'm imagining the pictures from last week and he screamed it he says these women they look like raw hamburger that and he was specifically talking about the face because that's the only place that they were hit as the search expanded several items of interest were uncovered among them, a broken piece of ornamental hair comb, a bloody icicle, a gray button, a section of denture plate in a set of keys. Huge globs of frozen blood were also discovered more than a dozen feet away from where bodies were found, leading to the correct speculation that the women had been moved after the initial attack. What would you do to find this killer? All that's left at the scene, the binoculars, a camera, three dead bodies, and a murder weapon. So I would assume, I would start with, like, who else was staying at the hotel, maybe. Mm -hmm. I would also look at the camera film. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Jen, you are are on a roll today. She is. And let me tell you. (laughs) The the shrug. Let me tell you. Just because I don't know that oceans freezes and some countries (laughs) look like Africa doesn't mean that I'm not smart, okay? Let me tell you about this murder weapon because they discounted it. Even though it had blood all over it, it can't be the murder weapon because it's, it's fragile. If you throw that log, I mean, it's a pretty small log. If you throw it, in a wood chipper? If you throw it on a wall or something, it it break in half. If you hit someone's skull with it, which the skull is thick over and over and over and over times three, it will break. There is no doubt about it. So how the killer did it is that that piece of wood was was uh, set in water and until it froze. And now he has a frozen piece of wood, which is it has a, a lot more, what would he call it, like hardness to it. Right. It's not going to break. It's going to hit harder. If you go, if you go into some of these army courses, they, they have these rubber bullets that they'll shoot you with. Hmm. They freeze them and they hurt a lot more. Yeah. There's a little tidbit there. Were you shot with rubber bullets? No, because I can't get shot because I can fucking dodge bullets. <laughs> motherfucker. Dodge, duck, dive and dodge. <laughs> But there's a lot more hardness to it. It hurts a lot more. This is how the the log stayed intact when he is bludgeoning these three women over and over and over and over. Because the only way you can make it look like raw hamburger is if you keep hitting them over and over and over. It's just not one hit. All right. So Jen says to find the killer, let's look at the camera. It was the last photo which excited investigators. Triple exposed. The slide showed Mildred Lindquist standing directly in the shadow of the St. Louis Canyon icefall, apparently taken minutes before the killer struck. The transparency also contained strange shapes in the background. Police officials soon announced that they could make out a mysterious figure lurking in the background of the photo. 
In a news conference attended by dozens of reporters, detectives displayed the slide and dramatically outlined what they said were a boot, leg, shoulder, and head that appears to be covered with a parka. They have a photo. There's six photos that were taken. And the last photo, the detectives is like, this photo shows the killer in the background. The last photo taken. Okay. And I have it. This is the last photo taken. <laughs> this is the real photo. <laughs> That's your item? <laughs> yeah. So see if you can see. Holy smokes. That's cool. Yeah. But this is oh the last. Oh my God, Shram. Damn, Shram. It's overexposed. So you can't yeah. see the killer in the background. It's it, not supposed to be. So as we'll talk about this, it's overexposed. <laughs> Shram. Hell yeah. In all caps. <laughs> This, wow. is, this is the actual photo from the police lockup. Anyway, this photo, you'll see the because you got three prominent women mm-hmm. that are murdered and there's a camera. Mm-hmm. And I stared at this photo for an hour looking at this. It does look like there is some weird anomaly going on. Like Let me if, see that. if you look real close And if you look real close, you can see a face, too. It's like right there. But they were saying maybe the reflection, maybe that's the killer. Maybe that's the killer. So they held this press conference. And look at it on the back, too. Like, that is cool. So they held this press conference with this photo. And they said, everyone look at this photo. The killer is in the background of this photo. But wait a minute. It's not, though. It's It's just the the reflection of the lady. No, that's those. That's the other lady. But then it, is is it that shadow right there? Listen, what did I say earlier about that camera? You got to wind it all the way. You got to wind it all the way. The the victim that was taken, I think Lindquist was the one taking the, the film. She didn't wind it all the way. But the point is they did this big press conference and said the killer is in this photo. Look at him. You can see his face. Do you see like a little face there? You can see a face there. Here? But it is overexposed. It is three times overexposed which means that the film oh think yeah about, with glasses on. yeah think about the film oh yeah you I see, see it right now so you, the film think about a box each film if you don't wind it up all the way because where is it at it's at the very edge it's at the very edge yeah that is you almost can't t- see it that is triple exposed film she didn't wind it up all the way and it put one of the the women's own photo it over exposed it and added it into the photo you can see yeah eyes nose hair but But there's also the ladies that are here too there's this lady is here and this lady is here wow that's cool yeah so wow Wow, Shram, you got a treasure, and and Shram's a photographer, so this oh, like, is, this is? is like the perfect prize that she chose unknowingly that this was going to be hers. And I'll put it in a nice boarded thing. I I have it in one, but I took it out for you know dramatic effect. Lauren says the proper term is double exposed, not over. That was oh, that was sorry. me. Sorry, that was my term. The reason this technically isn't evidence anymore is because the killer's not in there. It, it's 
uh, overexposed or double, or double exposed, exposed, like you said. But you you see, yeah, you see a face there, and you're like, yeah. whoa, what the fuck? When I first saw that, I didn't know the overexposure thing because I'm reading the book, and uh-huh. then I'm like, I went and I got that picture because I bought this picture before I even knew the story. Yeah, I got the picture, and I'm like, fuck, this is this is it. I got the last photo taken by the by the woman, the last photo, the last photo, and then I was like looking at it for an hour, and I saw the face. I'm like, oh, shit. And then I kept reading about the exposures. Uh And I was like, fuck, it's crazy, though, man, because this is creepy as shit. Look at her. She's smiling. The other woman's in the background. It's creepy. Yeah, it is creepy. And I don't want it in the house. (laughs) And I don't want it in the house, she says. (laughs) Shram says, remember that she she has ghost film where a pre-exposed roll of film puts ghosts in every photo. But it's because it was double exposed. So it's not proving ghosts because if it's not proving ghosts, if it's proving (laughs) against ghosts, then I don't want it. I mean, I mean, I already know ghosts are real, but guys, I want to tell you that this investigation was bundled Mm. completely. Bungled? Bundled. (laughs) (laughs) He's bundling the photo with the book. I sound like your mom. Yeah. Like her mom was here and uh, I made a joke about Nicole's age and I told her I was robbing the cradle and your mom, her, her mom's like, rocking the cradle. It's rocking the cradle. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then we were talking about how the apple doesn't fall very far yeah. with the sideboards. And then she, sideboards. she said. What was the thing that I said the other week? I don't remember. It was bad. Though. And then she I said, thought. up in Adam. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, Adam as in the name. Right. <laughs> Bundled like home phone and internet. <laughs> Who buys a fucking phone plan anymore? I mean, you tell me one person that bundles the well, fucking phone. Well, sometimes if you buy the home phone, you get the you get a discounted internet, and I, so it's cheaper. I just have internet, but I have AT and T. I really wish they had Xfinity in my area. They don't, but I right. only buy internet. The inve- the investigation was completely bungled. The photo displayed in the press conference, the one I just showed you. During that press conference, the, and this set the tone because the police chief gets up there. We we're on this guy. We have him here in the photo. She took a photo and he's there. We got him. Then one of the reporters who is also a photographer stood up in the press conference and said, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to be the Debbie Downer, but no, that's uh, that is a overexposed film or double exposed film there's no face there so the press conference is completely bungled everything from that sets the precedent for everything else okay the next problem they had they tried to interview each guest but the hotel policy has a strict a rule not to discuss names but they got them anyway so what did they do they call all the guests on the phone and who answers the wife many wives (laughs) no i i'm sorry officer yeah my husband was on a business meeting. He was not at Starved Rock, trust me. He was he was on a business meeting with his company. He was not at Starved Rock. Thank you very much. Mm. He was, but he was just watching horror films. He was... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Starved Rock is a place to go to bring your mistresses. Oh, damn. It's it's notorious for that. Oh. So the people that they're trying to contact, every, all the guests, the, the wives are like, no, he's not there. He wasn't there that weekend. He's never been there. What are you talking about? And the husband's like, I've never been there. They could not get the actual interviews of Harley anyone that was staying there because it was a place that was 
Like, yeah, it's it was a, supposed to be. It was conspicuous. Yeah, I mean, there was politics, and it actually came into the uh, the newspapers too. It was talking about oh, politicians will bring their mistresses there, and because it's a, a getaway, you're out in the wilderness. Yeah, you know, you bring your your you know your um your side piece there. I mean, I get it. So you know, but they couldn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Months go by, nothing, no closer to solving this case. Evidence mishandled, evidence lost, evidence sent to the Illinois Crime Lab, which at the time, now it is the best crime lab you can send, but that is only because of this case. At the time, the the Illinois Crime Lab was, quote, no better than a high school chemistry lab. And some people would say the high school chemistry lab's we're far superior. Huh. So they send all the evidence to this lab that is completely underfunded. These two people that work there that are completely overworked is understaffed and evidence is lost. Evidence is mishandled. It's just complete shit. They also refused to let the FBI handle the evidence. The FBI at Quantico, they have the best facility to do this. Right. They have state of the art facility to handle this and and when i'm talking about handle this i'm talking about the wood chips you know are there any fingerprints on them are, are there any microscopic hairs are you know let's look at the camera we know he was hit with the binoculars is there any skin flakes is there anything mm-hmm. they could have documented all that and found or possibly found the killer but no they didn't send it to the fbi because they wanted to handle it themselves okay just all kinds of stuff they conducted lie tests to all the staff that turned out to be completely inaccurate. Completely, the, the lie detector company that they used, they were unexperienced. Oh. The questions asked, stuff like that, they were very unexperienced. Inexperienced. Inexperienced. Now, the most important thing, which we're about to get into, is they discounted three separate events that happened prior to the murder. Every one of these events included the killer. Every oh. one of these events, including a brutal rape and multiple purse snatchings. Every one of these included the killer. But they said that they were unrelated. All right. So here's here's the problem. And this happens today, too. I see this all the time. But yeah, we're so close. We just opened a tip line. We got 10,000, 20,000 tips. OK, here, Jen, solve this case. Here's 10,000 tips. Solve it. Just because you have 10,000 fucking tips doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything. But they tout it like, oh, look how good we're doing because the tips. The only thing that matters is solving the fucking case. Not how many tips you got. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with that many tips, you miss things. <laughs> I can't with all the tips. Someone's got to make it just the tip. joke, yeah. please. It's just a tip. They discounted the three separate prior events that all included the killer. So, and we're going to talk about this on the second part, but the DA using the district attorney, he's a prosecutor, using his own funds, he hired two special investigators, completely solved the case by himself, but at the expense of his own campaigning for re-election. He actually lost the campaign because he was so focused on solving this case himself, and he did. He actually was going to make the arrest right before his re-election. That would have definitely got him re-elected, but he didn't because he didn't want it to be used in court that, oh, they just arrested this guy so this DA can get reelected. So he waited on purpose. He lost the election. He is no longer the district attorney. He brought a killer to justice, but he couldn't prosecute him himself. As such a great guy, 
he is the one to thank for solving this entire case. Anyway, we're going to do that on part two. The next episode we're doing right now is crazy, and this is a London episode. I love it. Oh, so when are we doing part two? Um, uh, today or whenever. Later. So part so episode two today is going to be a different story. Yeah. At a later right. time, as in in ten minutes. We're no, doing I mean the no no. Part. Oh yeah. We're doing well, another possibly. episode. Possibly today, and then part two. I don't know how long I can put up with you guys, honestly. <laughs> That's why part two is you don't see me. Rude. <laughs> but stay, that's going to be an unlisted link for you guys. It's a crazy murder. A uh, little bit of little bit of cutting up Yeah, we're going to be doing. But anyway, if you want to support us and watch that and continue the trivia too, so you can win all these cool prizes, go to patreon.com slash talkmurder and support us. Be a Supremo. That's the top tier. And we're going to release that uh, live stream for you guys here in a second. Give us about 10 minutes. And that's all I got for this one. So I didn't want it to be two parts, but, you know, I guess it is. So anyway, that's just the way it is. Some things will never change. But until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. Horror. 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 Horror.